Hi everyone, thanks so much for listening. On today's show, Jenny's voice is a little echoey and hollow, and we considered re-recording, but the content was good. We had some really great conversations, so I decided to leave it. So bear with us on this episode. By next week, I'm going to have this figured out, and we'll be back to good audio, great content, and lots of fun. So until then, let's get into the show. Uh, can you believe that September's just about finished? I can't, because it seems like we were kind of getting ready for it for a while. It always seemed far away, and now it's like done. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. This is how quickly time slips by. We got we to gotta yeah. get after it and stay after it. But you know what? what? It's like time passes no matter what. Whether you're doing something or whether you're not, so you might as well get after it. Oh my goodness. So wise, Jenny. I love it. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my disciplined accountability partner, Jenny. That's me, Jenny Kouse, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. We know from the research and from our year of monthly habit challenges, how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So we're getting intentional about our habits and we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. On today's episode, we are wrapping up our habit challenge for September and reporting on how it went for both of us as we recommit to good habits after a summer of slacking. In Umi Likey, Jenny is loving a documentary series and I'm loving a cool website that my sister introduced me to. Jenny's win is related to nagging household chores and my learn is related to a task that I have been putting off and resisting for almost two years. But first, let's check in to see how each of us are doing with our September habit challenge now that we are a couple of days away from the end of the month. I can't believe we're nearly through to the end of the month in September. It seems to have really flown by. I definitely feel like it's been a time of restarting and getting back into routine. Gretchen Rubin really is correct that September is another new year. And I got to say, it's been really great to get myself back into a more regular routine after the summer. So with school starting, it gave me that perfect opportunity to have a good fresh start. How's September going for you with the kind of habit challenge side of things? Because you haven't been drinking alcohol, Peg. That's right. So it's gone really well. There's been a couple of days where there was a group that I was um, hanging out with and everybody was enjoying some adult beverages. And mm-hmm. I was quite content with my kombucha or my bubbly water. So I really am, uh, I've learned, a good abstainer. So when I make up my mind that I'm going to go, I'm going to forego, forego something, There is really no temptation or no back and forth or decision making. So that said, I am looking forward to enjoying a glass of wine or a beer when we get into October. So um, as for my commitment to move my body on the regular, I have been consistently working with my trainer a couple of times a week and doing my exercise homework on most other days. So I am feeling much better after my trampoline incident that happened last month uh, that caused me some intense back pain, as you may recall. Um, And then the other thing that I want to mention that has happened during this refresh back to school, back to routine feeling this month uh, that I'm totally pumped about is that it's about my change of morning routine. So I mentioned last week that John's work hours have shifted and as a result, I'm trying to get onto his schedule. So I mentioned before on the podcast 
that I am an excellent sleeper and I really love to sleep usually at least nine hours every night. That said, for the last two weeks, I've gotten up every morning with John at 5.45 a.m. and started my day then, and that is two or more hours earlier than usual for me. So, So I feel like it has given me a lot more time during the day to get things done. I don't feel as rushed in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really positive and I know that I'm going to get more used to it, but, um, the one thing that I do to make it easier and John's, uh, on board as an accountability partner for me on this one is that when the alarm goes off, he says, are you getting up? And I say, yeah. And then he flips on the light and it's like the brightest blinding sunshine in my eyes. And then I tell myself, get out of bed, get in the hot tub, drink your coffee, make the bed later. If you still want to, you can have a nap. And a couple of days I did take a nap, but the last few days when I've been doing this, I didn't feel sleepy during the day. So maybe I'm getting used to it and it's pretty cool. Nice. So I like it. I feel feel like like you have a different amount of day. Yeah, absolutely. It feels, I have way more time. I feel less rushed. I feel like I'm getting more done. It's cool. So there's something, there really is something about those early risers, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. You early risers. I'm trying to become one and it's cool. Like I'm, I'm feel like I'm getting there. Yeah. So I, in my mind, I can hear Ariel from the little mermaid singing a whole, is it a whole new world? No, that's Aladdin. What does Ariel say? that song? A whole new world. Yeah. That one's from Aladdin, but what does Ariel say? I think it's Aladdin. I don't know, but she has a song where she's singing about brushing her hair with a fork. (laughs) My brother-in-law would know this. He knows all the songs to all the Disney movies. I never think that I do until I hear one and then suddenly that part of my brain clicks in and it's like, oh yeah, I fully still, it's all <laughs> back there somewhere. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, how has your September been going? How's you, how have your challenges been going? Uh, good. So much like you did, I challenged myself to kind of stop something and start something. I think that's kind of what we were both doing, I would say. Sure, I think so. Um, so I returned to my more solid ban on desserts, I'll call it, which for me is easier than using moderation. Um, And I recommitted to meditating daily for 10 minutes using the Calm app. So I have successfully not eaten desserts. And I will say there were a couple challenging moments, like, you know, when there's a tray of cookies out at work or something like that. Um, But knowing that I just simply was not eating them, and I've done this before, so it's nothing new, it made it easier. And there was no regret after eating too many. There was no thinking about maybe I shouldn't have any more or should I have one? Like there was no... No decisions to make. There was none. It's just so much easier to just not have any. And I've eaten so many cookies, I don't know how many more I would need to eat. To be like, yes, I've now sufficiently eaten cookies. Like, I've eaten all the cookies. (laughs) So anyway, and I've also found that kind of once you really do cut back on your sugar intake, and especially if you're someone who used to eat a lot of it, when you do have it, it makes you feel like garbage. So you really don't even enjoy it because you know you're going to feel terrible. Mm -hmm. So that's gone well, and I feel good just having recommitted to that. Um, and then in terms of the meditation challenge, this has went really well for me. Um, but somehow I missed a day and I had no idea how it happened. And I didn't notice it until two days later because you know, on the calm app, how it tracks your daily, you've done it. 
I have no idea what happened, but I missed a day. But So you broke your streak. That's a hard one. I did, but here's the interesting thing. Usually that would devastate me. Okay. Like having a broken streak, that would really bother me. But do you remember that James Clear thing? Our one of our other online pretend best friends, James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits. He says to not miss twice. Yeah. Right? So yeah. even if you miss once, just kind of get right back into it. And so for me, because I because it wasn't an intentional thing, it was just a straight up accident. And I got after it again the next day and then have been going since. I'm not beating myself up about it. Well, that's great. That's cool. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm still mystified by what happened there because I thought I'd really had it on lock. But anyway. There was like a little blip in the space-time continuum or something and you skipped that part of the day? Well, I started thinking about it in my head. was like, did I maybe do it late at night? And it was after midnight. You know, like one of those weird things. And then I had to laugh. I'm like, when was the last time I've been up past midnight? (laughs) Come on now. Oh, wow. So I don't know. I just straight up missed a day. But for not having done it for a while and to go a whole month and only miss one day, that's a win for me. That felt great. And would you say that when you're just about a month in, are you feeling the positive effects of that daily meditation? Are you noticing the difference? Absolutely. I felt like over the summer, I kind of took a break from some of those habits because I think there's a certain number of habits that you can have where it kind of starts to feel like a little overwhelming maybe and kind of every day is the same. Yeah. But when you have that break from it, it becomes very clear what it was doing for you. Sure. Yes. Well, and I think that's an important reason to, you know, back off a little bit for a while to go, oh, right, this is something that benefits me. You actually get that. Because when it's just normal all the time and that's your baseline, you sort of forget the benefit you're getting from it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Also, we've heard from some of you about how you're doing with your habits. But if you would like to share how your September challenges have been going, let us know. Catch us on the socials. Use the hashtag The Improvement Project or hashtag September Plan. Or if you're doing Dry September like I am, hashtag Dry September. And let us know how your September challenges have been going. We are curious to hear. And now you might also be curious about what's next for October. What are Jenny and I going to talk about as we come into the next month? Well, I can't even believe it, but next week is October. October 1st um, is coming up in a hurry. And as of October 1st, there are only 90 days left in 2019. Oh, I got chills. So this year is flying by. So Jenny and I are going to start off the month of October by checking in with our 19 for 2019 lists to see Mm -hmm. how things are going there. And then we're going to get intentional about setting some goals for the last 90 days of 2019. So we hope that you'll join us uh, in doing this. So if you haven't gone through this process already, or if it's not on your radar, a lot of times people don't wait. They wait until it's January 1st to set goals. But I think it's really important coming into sort of the home stretch of the year, those last 90 days, if you get intentional about setting some goals in those 90 days, they say that it can be extremely powerful in terms of giving you a jump start on the new year, but also, um, you know, sticking through all of that holiday time that sometimes throws people off of their habits and their goals. So join us uh, next episode where we get intentional, as I said, about setting some goals for those last 90 days of the year. Mm-hmm. Or in the business world, as they call it, Q4. Oh, right. Our Q4. You're right. Yeah. We got to really get after Q4. 
So now it is time for a segment formerly known as What Are You Digging Lately, which we are calling Ooh Me Likey. <laughs> Peggy and I like to talk to each other about what podcasts we've been listening to, books we've been reading, random internet hilarity, TV shows, anything like that that we've found. And we think maybe you will like it too. So each week, each of us will share something that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. All right. I got one for you. And I've had a lot of, I feel like I've had a lot of television as my me likey lately, but um, I'm going to go with another one because this is a, this is a gooder, as right. you would say. Uh, nice. <laughs> Let's hear it. Um, it is called The Mind Explained. Have you heard of this? No, I don't know this one. Okay. It's a documentary series and it's on Netflix and it is narrated by Emma Stone. Cool. And there are episodes that they kind of, there's topics including memory, dreams, anxiety, mindfulness, and psychedelics. Watching the mindfulness one really made me want to get more serious about my commitment to meditation and seeing the benefits of the practice is, it's pretty undeniable. It's cool. Okay. Um, and then uh, the psychedelics one was very interesting and it really seems like we are in a more mainstream way about to start hearing a lot more about this topic um, as yeah. the amount of research is really increasing. Um, but this is just a really cool documentary series. Um, I, I recommend checking it out if you haven't. It's really, really good. And I, I popped a link in uh, over to you for the okay. show notes. Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's cool. Well, the, the stuff about psychedelics, Michael Pollan, who wrote The yes. Omnivore's Dilemma and In Defense of Food. So he's a really mainstream food writer and writes on health topics. And he most recently wrote a book about psychedelics. And then Tim Ferriss, one of our other online pretend best friends, he's big on um, the research associated with psychedelics, especially psilocybin, yeah. which is the active ingredient in magic mushrooms for treatment resistant depression and, and this addiction. this is what this talks about. And he's in it. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. Well, then I would love it because I can see my friend Tim Ferriss. Yeah, well, and there's, so there's two, there's the mind explained and then there's just explained. So there's two kind of documentary series put yeah. out by Netflix. They're both awesome. And then the other one, it's like the one that's just explained. It's on a variety of topics and they're all about like, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour each. Like they're oh, yeah. these little kind of digestible documentaries it's cool it's a neat little series awesome and i check really it like out. the little theme song with it too okay cool i'll totally yeah. check it out yeah it's good all right so for me this past weekend my sister also named jenny no relation to my podcast <laughs> partner jenny uh she told me about this cool website and it's called the gist do you know about this jenny Kaus? no okay so it was started by three young women from toronto who love sports but realize oh, here's that why I know about it. <laughs> they, they realized that current sports media doesn't speak well to women. So now you know that I love the NFL. I love the yeah. football. And I spend a significant amount of time each week reading about and watching videos online, like consuming content about football to get ready to make my picks for the football pool that I'm a part of. So I never really thought much before about about it, but it really is true that the language and messaging used in most sports broadcasting is not really talking to girls or women. So the gist, here's what it says on the website. We created the gist because we felt un underserved by the sports industry today. 
After a few years of working in corporate Canada, the three of us co-founders noticed that sports are everywhere. They are part of our culture, they build relationships. Sports have the unique ability to unite people regardless of age, gender, race, or religion, and to create community. However, we also found that sports and sports talk can be incredibly exclusionary, and many women in particular, ourselves included, felt left out of the sports conversations and community. Why was this happening? Well, the majority of sports media today is catered to men and to avid sports fans. The problem stems from a major lack of diversity in the sports industry. Only 4% of sports media coverage is on female sports. Only 14% of sports journalists are females, and only 0.4% of sponsorship is spent on female athletes. We created the gist to change these stats. We provide sports news, experiences, and community that are created by women for women. Since our launch, the gist has grown into a community of women around sports, and we'd love you to be part of it. And then so um, they do like really fun things in the newsletter that they send out on Monday and Thursday. They have a really cool Instagram feed. Um, and it, there really is this messaging that I'm responding to as a woman that I never really realized was missing before. So if you are a girl and you like sports, the gist is for you. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Um, they give me a specific um, referral link when you sign up for their mm. newsletter. So then if you sign up using my referral link, apparently I can win a prize. So if you Whoa. want to sign up for the gist, go to the show notes and there'll be that exact link there and maybe I'll win a prize. Who knows? So, um, cool. so anyway, it's fun. The gist. Huh? Who knew? Who knew? All right. Um, this, okay. I just find this all very interesting. So do you know what I mean by Abby Wambach? That sounds familiar to me, but am I going to... Soccer player? A Canadian soccer player? No, American. Yeah, see, soccer's not in my wheelhouse, so I don't know very well. But okay, tell me well, tell me the story. I, I read her book. Okay. She's, she's phenomenal. Okay. She... So <laughs> there's a stat that, like... So compared, like, soccer players all over the world, in terms of the most... I think it's the most goals scored... It's her. Yeah. Well, More and the men. Yeah, I believe you. And then there's some crazy stat, and I don't know the details of it, about the women's soccer team from the USA and how much they have outperformed the men's team. And the pay differential is ridiculous. So, yeah. And I, I get, you know, there's t tons of counter argument about the fact that nobody's interested. Well, part of the reason nobody's interested is because there's no coverage. So, there's something to be said for this of what I'm talking about today with the gist. It's just bringing more. I, d I just love it because it's just bringing more awareness to this challenge in women's sport. Absolutely. I think it's uh, pretty darn excellent. I know there was a, a thing, I think it was Kobe Bryant, Peyton Manning, and Abby Wambach, I believe they were all being honored at the same event. Oh, wow. And I think it was around the time of like maybe retiring or something, like they were honoring that at the ESPYs. Okay. And the fascinating because they'd all retired from the sports and left, you know, pretty amazing legacies. But they, you know, the way Abby Wambach talked about it, um, they walked away from their careers with this like immense wealth. Yeah. And she did not. Yeah. And she, you know, in, in terms of kind of tech from a technical side, was actually like a more accomplished athlete. Like in, and I mean, that's, I mean, very much up for debate. I'm sure you can look at it many different ways, but yeah. So she talks it's, about this in the book. Can you send me a link and yeah. I'll put it in the show notes if people are interested in that book? Yeah, it's called Wolfpack. Wolfpack, okay. Yeah, it's a good one. And it's, 
I read this book in two and a half hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, it really, it's an easily to digest book. And they have it at the library. Of course they do. Yeah. But anyway, Abby Wambach. She's All right. excellent. But right. that was a total... Let's bring it back to the main tracks and move on to our next segment, which is called You Win or You Learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. And I'm up for the win this week. And (laughs) mine, if you know me, This is going to be a weird one, but I've been really into cleaning this month. (laughs) It's been great. I really generally do not like cleaning, but I've been making a little bit of an effort, and it has felt so good to tackle some things that you kind of walk by several times a day and you think, ugh, I should do something about that. And uh, we've even been doing a little bit of like repainting of things that are starting to look shabby um, because we're at like the nine-year mark of living in our house. Um, which we built, and now uh, those lovely days of a brand new house with no maintenance are are now behind us, and we're having to do a little bit more work and get intentional about freshening things up. So, well, that's good. We're adulting. Oh, great work! Great, great job. That's a good win, Jenny. Yeah, and I'm. I think it's like you can hear the countdown, like five, four. Where I like, I hate cleaning again. It'll this phase is gonna pass, but. <laughs> For now. Yeah, take advantage of it if you're feeling the motivation right now. It feels like a win. It feels like a win. That is a win. That's great. All right, I'm up for the learn. So I'm putting this one in this list this week because I need a kick in the pants and I need to get on this for reals. Okay. John and I still don't have a will. Oh. This task has been on my 18 for 18 list (laughs) and my 19 for 19 list and it still isn't done. It is so important and I've been resisting it like mad. So I was thinking about okay. it and I, I'm, I'm trying to understand why there's so much resistance. And I really feel it's kind of like the same feeling I had when I was resisting getting the quotes for the home and auto insurance. I kind of feel like it's you have to confront worst case scenario situations and you have to talk about them. And it's not always easy. It's not always easy to even like consider them. So I'm sure yeah. that's part of probably unconsciously why I'm resisting it. So sure. now that now that I've said that out loud and I'm recognizing it, okay, you know, that's maybe not something that I ha- have to get irrational about. I can yeah. get after it and just get it done. So I have not done it yet and it needs to be done. So I'm hoping very much that uh, I'm going to get after it as soon as possible so that in the next few weeks I can report back and make this a win. Okay, so... Here's me kicking you in the pants. Uh oh, what is it? You work tomorrow? Yes. Okay. What building are you going to be in? Uh, <laughs> a lawyer's office. <laughs> yeah. I challenge you. Well, I have tomorrow. a lawyer. I have a package from the lawyer. But, what, but carry on. Step? It's to fill out the package and take it to the lawyer. And where, is the lawyer in that building? No, but the lawyer's in London. So I could oh. go to a lawyer in that building. I just have the package from another lawyer that we've used for another thing. So John and I have to sit down and go through the package, which could take several hours to go through all the details. So okay. I have to make a commitment to do that. And I want to do it this week. And what would make you do it? 
having some accountability because that's how I roll as an obliger. So okay. if, if you said to me, you were going to call me at 5 PM at the end of the week and it wasn't done, then maybe that would be what I need to get my button gear. Would it work for you to set an appointment of when you're going to do it? Mm. Like what's this week look like for you? When would you have some time to do this? Mm, maybe Wednesday night with John. Wednesday. Cause I have to do it with John. Yeah. Wednesday night. So that's the 25th. Also th- this episode is dropping on the 26th. So I'll have this done before then. Okay. So the 25th, what time could you do this at? Um, well, I have patience until around six. So probably like 7 PM, 7 PM. So what if from you devoted between seven o'clock and eight o'clock to this? Yeah, I can do that. And what if you, what if you don't commit to getting it done, but you commit that hour? Okay. You know, what's weird when I'm thinking about this and you're having this conversation with me right now, and I'm sure this is relevant to other people. I feel like the feeling in my guts of this like anxious feeling, like I just don't want to do it. I know. This is me cleaning. But, okay. So, I'm getting a little sticky out here. All right. And if you ask for a kick in the pants, here's me kicking you in the pants. All right. So, I'm writing this down with my favorite Papermate Inkjoy 1.0. Wednesday, 7 p.m., until 8 p.m., um, you are going to work on your will. Okay. Is there something nice that you could do at 8 p.m. to kind of, like, look forward to after? Um, I, could eat, I, I could eat ice cream. Wonderful. That's a nice idea. Yeah. So, uh, from Wednesday, and is this something that we need to get John's buy-in as well? Hmm. Generally speaking, he's pretty good if I say this is what's happening. Like, okay. if I say this is an important thing that we need to do and this is when it's happening, he'll be like, all right. So, you guys have a date on Wednesday. It's the Wednesday <laughs> will date at 7 p.m. It sounds so exciting. Yeah, and it's going to be great. And you, at 8 p.m. on Wednesday, are going to feel lighter. You're right. You're totally because right. You, You're not wrong. Can, You're absolutely right. Do you already feel lighter having this kind of... No, I feel anxious about it. Uh, it's going to feel so great, Peg. All right. I believe you. Okay. I'm getting after it. Okay. Wednesday, 7 p.m. till 8 p.m. I'll probably check in with you around 6.50. Oh, my gosh. That's... You just make sure... You really every- are my much more disciplined accountability partner. I, pr- I appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> well... I'm looking forward to hearing how this went. And then, you know what? Maybe maybe you even have one more of these little sessions and then you're ready. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I like it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yay. All right. Moving on. Next week, Jenny and I are going to check in with our 19 for 2019 lists. And if I do this, I'll be able to check something off the list. So that's great. If. When I do this, obviously, yeah, I'm going to check better. something off the list. Uh, And then we're going to get intentional about setting some goals for the last 90 days of 2019. So we hope that you'll join us. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at Jake House, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. 
You can always get our attention by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. And if you like the show, and of course we hope you do, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts and let them know it's free. Some people aren't aware that podcasts are completely free to subscribe and listen to. We would also love it so much if you would rate us and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help more people to find the show. And we have a Facebook group, so search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now, go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. What was that about doing my will? You're going to do it Wednesday at 7. All right, I'll do it. You're going to do it and it's going to be, you know what? It it might even be hard. You might not want to do it, but you're going to do it. It's going to feel better afterwards. It'll be like the invisible cloak of all this weight that I didn't know was there. And then once it's gone, yeah. I'll feel so much better. You know what it's going to be? What? It's going to be that good feeling you had when you cleaned out your office closet all over again. Oh yeah, that was good. Okay. I like yeah. that. I like that. That's going to feel real nice. <laughs>